0: From the LiveX Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football! Good afternoon everyone, welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler and joining me as always is my partner here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm coming to you live from the podcast studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we shake off an embarrassing performance
1: by the Packers and get ready for a Monday night showdown in the desert. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got... Romeo da. We got the bad. We got.
0: Run defense. We got the ugly. We got. Another slow start. Banky, if they come out slow again against the Raiders, I'm going to have some words with these people. I, I can't handle it, man. That is some ugly brands of football. Can't have it. Can't have it, Corey.
1: I mean... I don't think anybody – I think if everybody was like, hey, you're going to be 2-2 two and two and these are the teams you're going to beat and these are going to lose to," I don't think anybody would have hated on it in training camp. So, you know, it is what it is.
0: You're just going to rationalize it Miggler. away, huh? You're just going to be Miggler. like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It is it a young, young team? I get it. is it a very did, young team?
1: Did Matt LaFleur get the most pissed off you've ever seen him in your entire life or as far as publicly? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah. After that game, but it's funny. I didn't see him get mad at any of his players. He got mad at Pete Doherty. Is, I mean, that's that's a choice that you can go that route if you if you need to. I, 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 I mean, get it. I suppose. Just no BS questions, okay, Banky? No BS questions.
1: <laughs> no BS, dude.
0: What's funny is if that was actually
1: credentialed, I would he would literally be like he wouldn't even call on me. He'd be like, "No, I can't do BS questions right now," and he wouldn't apologize. He would get no, so sick no of my questions, he'd be like. Can I get a question from Ryan or Bill, please? Because I just can't take this anymore. Because
0: <laughs> I can't handle any more of these Actually, questions. Actually, let me get
1: Wildy. Let me get a long-ass-winded question from Wildy because I, you know.
0: Running, the, running clock. When you get a question from Wildy, you're running clock because you know he's going to take a long time. And then you can take a long time responding. And now you've eaten up a good chunk of the, the allotted time for the press conference. So, yeah, a Wildy question is always good if you're trying to run the clock. Oh yeah. But you know, that's neither here nor there. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about the embarrassing parts of Thursday night cuz that's not how we start shows here, Corey. It's not how transplants rolls. You know how you know how it works around here. We got to get to the hotness. Let's do it. It's time for the hotness. And look, I know that game was hard to watch at points, but there were still plenty of plays that you could point to and call. Hey, hey, that was hot. And none more so than Jordan Love's scamper into the end zone. Let's take a look at this play, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Love spreading it out. They got their best pass rusher in coverage. This is what happens, people. Jordan Love's just going to take you. He's gonna say thank you very much. Let's take a look at this from the end zone angle. I mean, look at this. I mean, what please? I'd love to just run this right down the A gap into the end zone. That, ladies and gentlemen, that's hot. That is the hotness for this week. Jordan Love, always a friend to the end zone, whether he's throwing the football or running it in. You love to see it. And now I guess we gotta get to some Packers news. I know you're you're excited about this, Corey. Very Um, excited. Got to, got to eat, got to eat our vegetables here. Packers news: David Bakhtiari most likely done for the year. Placed on injured reserve. Has had one surgery. Is reportedly going to have another. Uh, we have not heard from David yet. Although I, this, as we are literally live, I believe guys, the reporters are in the locker room, so maybe David may be speaking even as we're recording here or as we're live. Um, but I know Matt had said on on Monday that. David himself wants to speak to the media to talk about his future, both this season and next year and going forward and all this. So I suspect probably coming out either tonight or on Thursday, the next time there's open locker room, we'll finally hear from David uh, and maybe get some more information. But he is most certainly uh, done for this season. That's what all the reporting suggests, which sucks, man. It just sucks. And we yep. we obviously here are big big friends and fans of David Bakhtiari, and just hate it, just hate it for everything he's gone through to end up here playing one game and then on the shelf. Yeah, I I mean I don't have much more to say because we you know it's been it's been talked about a whole lot, but yeah, it just sucks. It really sucks. Um, some that doesn't suck though. Eric Stokes is back at practice. Corey, nice. For the first time since week nine of last year, Eric Stos is participating in football activities.
1: Well, we need another cornerback to not go into press coverage, so that's good. <laughs> See, I just
0: uh, i set that up. I set it up, and you just just knocked it out. That was well done. That was well done, Corey Banky. I'm impressed. Uh, then we uh, – speaking of corners, we have uh, Jair Alexander and uh, Elton Jenkins, uh, offensive guard, both back at practice. So that's nice. that's a good development. Good you like to see that. I mean, I need Corey. I'm telling you, I need, and I'm using the word need here. I need Jair Alexander to play in this game because I cannot watch the Packers and Raiders without seeing Jair versus Devontae. We need this oh, as yeah. a society. That's I can't handle it. I can't handle Jair on the sideline. Nope, nope. I need him out there. Um, and then. Uh, the, the bit of a you know uptick news-wise yesterday when it was reported that James Robinson worked out for the Packers. Uh, he was the fourth undrafted player in NFL history to rush for 1,000 yards in his rookie season. Did that with the Jaguars uh, before getting traded to the Lions, and now he's on the street. So, yeah, the Packers are kicking tires. I don't think a signing is imminent, but they're doing their homework on a few guys. Uh, Corey, I know you're always a big fan of uh, news when it comes to workouts. And undrafted guys, so I combined all of that into one bullet point here. James Robinson working out for the Packers. I know. I you're mean,
1: saying. I don't care where you are in the draft. If you rush for a thousand yards, you're you're legit in this league.
0: You're producing. You're producing. I mean, I mean, that's you're that's producing. not nothing that's, in that's, this league. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard, hard sure. work
1: as a running back when you're not getting the ball on most teams. You know.
0: Yeah, no doubt. In a passing league, you're you're Especially right about that. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Final bit of Packers news, Uh, John Gordon, the artist who helped design the original Packers G logo, all of what's 60 years ago or whatever, has passed away at the age of 83. John Gordon was an art student who was given the task of helping Vince Lombardi design a team logo for the Packers, did so and has now seen his work become iconic. I mean, not only with the Packers, but football teams all over the place, from Grambling to Georgia to high schools everywhere. John Gordon did that. And we obviously carry the G as our beer. The G means a lot to us. So RIP to John Gordon, an absolute legend, passing away at 83. Fun fact about the uh, G logo is
1: you know it's illegal. It's not just the way that it's formed but the color that it is. So the G must always be lighter than its surroundings. Okay. ah, So anytime you see the Packers G now, this doesn't, this doesn't count for Georgia or the other teams, but as a branding guideline, the G is illegal is if it is surrounded by a lighter color than itself. Interesting fact.
0: That's nuts. I mean, they, they, they're so down. You You didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, f- like I, learned, I learned something new
1: today. The G's on my fence are legal because they are surrounded. The border is darker than the because they're popped out. But the but there are a lot of illegal G's now, and there are a lot of actual brands that have licensing that have an illegal G. And then also, I was very proud of the fact that some some notable. Um, some notable, notable Green Bay Packers personnel came to LiveX today, mm. and as I showed them the carry the B, carry the G beer, carry the B yeah, carry the <laughs> carry the G beer. They uh, right. They noticed that, of course, I didn't go anywhere near any legal or legal G. It's just a nondescript G. It's not the Lombardi G. And you know what? Of course. Yeah, John Gordon, R.I.P. But you know, at the end of the day. The person who is 100% most responsible for the Packers' G as we know it is one Vincent Lombardi, of which the avenue behind me is named after. And uh, that's, you know, because he was a Yankees fan. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, (laughs) crazy, crazy, crazy. It's just a crazy story. True. Like, hey, I was a Yankees fan, and I loved what the Yankees have, and they have a trademark, so we need a trademark. And now they have, have a trademark. branding uh,
0: advantage, and we need to get on board with that. No doubt. And, like hey, it. John Gordon helped. Thanks, him. Vince. Gordon helped in that regard. Yep. All right, let's talk about this offense. Let's talk about this offensive line, which is officially <laughs> a mess. Corey, I have labeled it officially. Um, that's right. Hot off the wire. The Green Bay Packers offensive line is officially a mess. Now, I understand Elton Jenkins is back at practice today, and that's exciting, but I'm going to be surprised if he plays on Monday night. What? You got that bye week. Uh, They got the bye week sitting right there on the back end. He's coming off an MCL injury. That's not insignificant, you know? (sighs) I understand he's practicing. Why are you getting but... me all excited with
1: the Elton Jenkins news, and then you're telling me he's not going to play?
0: It's just news, Banky. I didn't. I didn't editorialize uh, it. I'm just. He was back okay, at practice. See how so, I said. See this.
1: See this right here when I'm on this show, and yeah. and like, yeah. and and when I when I get frustrated at you, you then you wrinkle this, your brow this line. Yeah, and now it's wrinkle been wrinkled. Lines, this, you know, I'm blaming that stressor yeah. on you. I'm blaming that on this show. Makes sense. I get it. I don't understand. So the mess uh, is all across the board. When is our offensive line not going to be a mess? Because, you know, 2019 I was holding out hope, 2020, 2021.
0: 2020 was good until Bach got hurt, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. They're very young. They're very (laughs) inexperienced because of that youth, but I highly encourage everyone, and I mean everyone who's watching this or listening to this later on the podcast, go watch. Packers playbook this week with Dusty and John Kuhn does a phenomenal job of highlighting things that are very very correctable even you know all the problems they've had running the ball and it's been really hard to watch at times but you get down and dirty with it and you look at the technique or lack thereof and the things they are not doing well kind of synchronizing across the line they're all very correctable and they're all very kind of not glaring mistakes, but they're things that you can point to in film work and go, "This is the one thing in this play that, if this is done better, we're going to be a lot more productive." And Dusty and John broke down five running plays from the game on Thursday night, where this is the case, right? So, as much and as you know, as much as okay, I am frustrated about, with the okay, offensive okay, line, I
1: haven't seen it yet, and I highly recommend everyone go see this. Okay, but here's the <laughs> thing: that bull rush on Newman. Oh my God! I don't think that's yeah.
0: technique. Bro. Yeah, that's I, not technique, well,
1: bro. It's, that's just getting your ass handed to you. There's some of that, there's bro. That's not even that. a three-step drop. It's like one, two, oh, I'm sacked. Hi. Here,
0: here's the. Here's what I'm at. Like the the Newman thing is unfortunate, and he's battling and doing everything he can, but he's clearly not up to snuff.
1: Right? I don't think he it takes the rocket science. He sucks. Let's tell you, go. he sucks. He's
0: not very good. Right? He's not playing very well, etc. Like I said, I don't think Elton's back this week. Maybe he is. We'll see. We're very early. That's also the other thing. We're very early, and the Packers go very late this week because of the Monday night yep. game. We don't get yep. our first injury report to like Thursday, so a lot of time, We'll see, yeah. right? A lot of ball, a lot of ball game left. But if Sean Ryan can't get on the field this week, when the hell is he ever going to get on the field? Because there is no way on God's green earth that Stenovich and Butkus and these guys can look at what Newman's doing out there and say, "Yep." Send him out there again. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Like, what are they doing if they don't put or at least try to give Sean Ryan a chance? And I'm not saying he's going to be the answer. I'm not saying he's going to come in and play even, like, significantly better than Newman. But there's no way that you can tell me that they're looking at the same tape that's available for every pair of eyes on this God's green earth. And say, "Yep, nope, got got to roll Newman out there again." Like, I can't, I can't believe that's a conversation being had inside size twelve sixty five Lombardi. I can't. There's no way. So maybe I mean, Matt, maybe we'll Matt,
1: see. maybe Matt just doesn't care about the O line. Like it's like you know how, and I don't, I don't mean this facetiously, right? I kind of do, but I, I don't really. But but a like. Bit like what if like okay so you know how like in live streaming like there's certain things like i love live streaming all all around right but there's certain things that right. are like annoying to me where it's like Ugh, i don't really want to
0: deal with that aspects of the gig so, that you don't want to deal yeah. with
1: yeah right so maybe offensive line is that one aspect of football that he's just like you know what yeah <clears throat> i'm just gonna let Stenovich just do whatever he wants you know <laughs> Maybe. I don't know
0: if I'd, I'd extend. I'd extend that maybe to the defensive side of the ball since he's. Getting I mean, Joe that's Harry's clear. To do whatever he wants that's for three clear. years. That's so. clear.
1: That's clear that that's happened. Okay, but maybe it's Steno too. Maybe you know? it's just like you know what, Steno, I just 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 decide. Just just, just let me deal with it, decide. Steno. Yeah.
0: Well, here's the other thing. Like, okay, the offensive line, right? You got Zach Tom out there battling a knee injury. You got Newman and Josh Myers really stinking up the joint at what point do you say you know what zach tom probably our general manager said his best position coming out of college is center you got Josh nyman sitting there who has played a ton of snaps for you at both left and right tackle when does nyman get to play right tackle and tom bounce oh, yeah. in and play center you're hurting my at brain some point
1: right it's gotta
0: happen brain. here's the other thing what did Josh nyman oh, do dear. or say to adam stenovich to get in the doghouse the way he has When you can go back to the playoff game against the 49ers when they trotted out Billy Turner on a bum knee who hadn't played in like a month or two over Josh Nyman who had played like 10 games in a row for them. Like Stenovich has something against Nyman. I don't know what it is. But man, the fact that Nyman can't see the field when they're this banged up and playing this poorly blows my mind. It blows my mind.
1: I mean, in I some ways, you. some ways, every year, it's like. In some ways, it's like you just want to get some glue going, so you're just like, <laughs> yeah, "What do you're I have that works?" Yeah. And if nothing right. works, you're like, "Well, what do I have that's salvageable?" And honestly, continuity is the only thing at this point. I mean yeah, I I don't, I don't even watch tape and I don't know how Newman is still playing on our team. I don't I don't understand. Now, and I and I keep going I back, you. you know, the the Lions defensive line is arguably one of the best defensive lines in football, I I believe. Right. So yep. they're top 5, right? So but damn, damn Newman got his ass handed to him in that game, seriously.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. Now, at the same time, like, if we're so smart
1: at scheming, right, if we're so dang smart at scheming, we we kind of look like Mike McCarthy back in the day where it'd be like, oh, my offensive line sucks. Let me drop back five and try to throw it to five guys. It's like, bro, what are you doing? See space. See space.
0: Well, yeah, that's funny you say that because, I mean, one way to battle this is get Jordan Love on the move. He's got a pair of legs. Use them. The number of times they had him sitting back there with a defense and knowing, oh, well, I can just pin my ears back and he's going to be right there, the smack dab middle of the field. The pocket's going to collapse all around him and I can feast. Like, where? remember the preseason, all of those games where Jordan only played like two series and almost every one of those series included some kind of boot action at least multiple times? Can we get back to that? Especially early in these games where you can see Jordan needs to get into a rhythm, right? Give him some easy throws, give him some even just delineated reads to try and help him jump start early in these games. I you know, I I, I get Matt wants to push the ball down the field. He's got all these young receivers, he's trying to make something happen. I, I get it. But man, early in these games, especially, get Jordan Love on the move, get him out of the pocket, you use that boot action that worked so well for him in the preseason. And in camp, get some of that going here in the regular season, especially early, so you don't come out like behind the eight ball where you've what run eleven plays and the score is twenty-one to three. Like you've got to start faster in offense, and you've got to get Jordan Love into the game quicker. That that's it definitely paramount. feels it's-
1: like it definitely felt like we underestimated the Detroit Lions for whatever reason. We I agree underestimate underestimate. <laughs> Underestimation, underestimation, underestimation and a, a lack of uh, scouting on the uh, Detroit Lions defense because well, and whatever, it's weird because that was Matt, not, yeah, don't understand.
0: You could tell Matt was like zeroed in because of the fact that they've lost. They had lost to the Lions three in a row. Now it's four, but he had mentioned it several times during the week leading up to the game. Where, like, look, this is a team that's given us lots of problems and we've lost and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, yeah, he's on point. He's on message here. That's right. I don't know if he said any of this to the team he's coaching, though, because it didn't look like it in any realistic way uh, on Thursday night. Now, look, at some point, guys got to play, right? Guys got to execute. And you as a coach can scheme up a million things talked about this on carry the g radio this afternoon when you're going max protect you know and they are in your quarterback's lap in three seconds i mean that legit happened you know at some point as a play caller you're like what the hell am i supposed to do but that was at the end of the game though no 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 this is like legit i think second or third series like no they were in i mean also second or third series yes. i didn't see the max protect. yes yes well you know why because he didn't notice it because newman and myers were like no please they were like chip and dale you know how they're always like oh after you no after you oh indubitably, after you like that they were it was ridiculous it was ridiculous. actually that's not chip and dale that's the other it's the warner brothers dudes but anyway you know what i mean they're just like please come on in welcome to our abode would you like to sit on our quarterback please by all means like just yeah. if you're a play caller what do you do Oh, I know what you do. You run the ball. Anyway, no, no, I'm not going oh, to start that. I'm not going to start that. But, you know, look, we're, we're talking a lot of negative junk, and I get it. After that game, it's kind of expected. It's very frustrating. But I will say, to, high, to end the offensive section on a high note, Romeo Dobbs is freaking balling, man. You talk about a kid yeah, who's making the second year jump, year one <laughs> to year two. You saw a lot of frustrations towards the end of the last year down the stretch, dealing coming off of that high ankle sprain, not being able to get off press coverage as probably as well as he would have liked. But man, I tell you what, ain't nothing holding him down this year. He is a joy to watch down in and down out, and he is currently leading the team in catches, yards, touchdowns, and targets. Jordan clearly loves throwing to the guy. The more they can get this guy involved, the more they can get him the ball. The 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 better for the team, for the offense. Good things are going to happen. I love this kid.
1: Love he him. Uh, with it with if you take with the exception of Devonte Adams, he is the best wide receiver we have had in at least five years, maybe six,
0: maybe seven. That's a bold call, sir. What a bold call. I'm
1: not afraid of it. Who name one? Name one in the last six years is better than him right now.
0: I can't name anybody off. Not of this Alan spotlight. Lazard. Not.
1: On... Nope. Not anybody. I know, and I would even say he's probably the best wide receiver we've had. Exception of Devontae, right? Since Jordy Nelson, right.
0: do, 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 do. man, I don't know. It's hard for me to to slight MVS like that, given the big plays. But that you can though. MVS was great, speaking. but but here's the thing: MVS
1: like Christian Watson is going to be a better version of MVS. But MVS did not have three to four of the type oh, of catches know, romeo yeah, romeo no, dobbs is a utility Devonte adams like player there is not a play including running the field including short passing including mm-hmm. whatever that he can't do right now he's basically proven he can do any catch that the uh, packers want him to make so i don't i don't know that NBA i'll, I'll give you that
0: he's He's uh, yeah, he's I think he's got a wider kind of swath of tools at his disposal. He's on the I, uh, field more too because that of
1: that, right? So it's like yeah. yeah. It's like MVS was more of a spot player of like, okay, he's my number two sometimes, but sometimes Alan Lazard's my number two, right? It's like no I feel if that. Romeo Dobbs I feel was playing for us and he was with Devontae, he would always be the number two. And then you'd slot right. in Lazard or you slot in M V S when you need him,
0: you know. Somebody else, right. Yeah, I feel that. I feel it. Uh going to the defense. Run defense, heal thyself. Everybody talking about firing the coordinator. How about everybody talking about about the run defense? What they got to change. Like, yo, ain't no cavalry coming. They ain't signing anybody. Joe (sighs) Barry's still going to be in charge. Same players are going to be out there on the field. They got to do it. Like there's, I, I don't, you know, know what to tell people, but there is no magic bullet here, right? They have to do it. They have to fix it. The guys on the field, the coaches on the sideline, they got to figure this out because there's no action to be taken other than getting down, getting dirty, doing the work and fixing it themselves. Like and that, there's just no two ways about it and as frustrating as it is, I don't suspect much is going to change. Now maybe, you know, they're going against the Raiders on Monday night who have not had a great year so far trying to run the football. Who knows, Joe Barry and company may make them look like world beaters. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. But it's a good place to start when you're trying to fix your run defense. Hopefully they get off the bus ready to like take it to the Raiders and, and shut Jacobs down. I'm not confident that that's going to happen. But, man, if there's a place for you to start the turnaround, it is on Monday night in Vegas against this team. It's got to happen. It's got to happen, Banky. I don't know what else they're yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't. I'm not seeing it. I mean, my my,
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm just not seeing it. <laughs> like how we are yeah, yeah. going to beat teams is with our offense and with our pass rush and with Quay Walker, and then we're going to get a couple turnovers from the corners, and that's it. Run defense is not the way we're going to be winning. So,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, you're probably right. You're probably. I think. Yeah, I think you just read that uh, on, on from a poster or a post-it note in Gudikson's office because I think that's how he's constructed the team. Uh, I mean Eric Stokes talking about past defense. Eric Stokes is is back at practice. We'll see I doubt he's active yet this this week like for this Raiders game. then they've got the bye week right They've got a 21 day window to activate him. They should absolutely bring him along as slowly as possible, get his feet underneath him. And then you know I, I understand people where do you play him like look, at first you play him in dime situations situationally. There's no way you're taking Rasul or Jair off the field. He's not a slot. So you're not taking Keyshawn Nixon off the field. Not when you're in base. Not when you're in your regular kind of sets. But you absolutely bring him along in these dime situations and obvious passing downs and things like that, trying to ease him back. And if he starts looking like he's finding his old kind of form, then maybe you have a conversation about, oh, well, maybe he should be playing a little bit more. Maybe he should be pushing Rasul. But right now, I've had so many people, I mean so many people in my mentions, like, where do you play him? Does he put Rasul like, on the bench or back to the slot? Or like, No, no. They have worked so – they have spent an entire offseason with their defense set up that Jair's on one side, Rasul's on the other, Keyshawn Nixon's in the slot. That's the basic kind of shape of their cornerback room, right? Yes, Eric Stokes could potentially – help you in this regard but man we are weeks if not months away from that being a reality we got a long way to go and it should be a long way like don't forget he wasn't playing lights out when he got hurt it's not like we're adding you know some former all pro i love eric and i think he's got all the promise in the world yeah but man he needs to upside. get back out there and start proving some stuff yeah the upside is there he's got a lot Un- of upside question you saw his rookie year no doubt about it but man teams were taking advantage of him early last season he's got to work back into it work back into it slowly um somebody that doesn't need to work slowly they need to work quick is this edge group Corey? i was so excited this summer i was so excited with this edge group and then outside of rashawn gary through four games they have been pretty pedestrian yeah i mean i could probably use another p word and say putrid but i don't want to be that i'm not going to be that strong with it but man pedestrian. Remember Kingsley well, and yeah. had everyone all excited and he's gotten close. He's been close a few times. Yeah, like they, It's a game of inches. Here's... I understand, but The the biggest problem, the biggest
1: weakness, in my opinion, is the contain. Like, they just, they're not smart enough of when the edge needs to be a contained edge and when it needs to be a full pop edge of, like, hey, I'm flat out. And it just feels like too many times they're underestimating the quarterback on the opposing side. Like, every quarterback in the NFL, Tom Brady's out of the NFL, right? Aaron Rodgers is out of the NFL now. (laughs) So, every quarterback in the NFL can burn you if you don't contain the edge. And their lack of ability in four games. To contain the edge, not just against you know against pedestrian quarterbacks like Atlanta's like quarterback, but also yeah. you know uh, uh, running quarterbacks. Like it does, the guy doesn't have to be Michael Vick to contain. Like you got to contain on every play if 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 you haven't if you don't if you can't hit a home run, right? It's like hit a home run mm-hmm. or contain the edge. Like choose your battles, and that's where it feels like they're making the biggest mistakes, in my opinion, because the pressure is there. They're having the right oh, pressure. Yeah. It's just yeah, they're, it,
0: no. They're let me rephrase that. that
1: they have pressure. It's just they're not applying the right pressure at the right times.
0: It's what it feels like. Yeah. Well, and look, Detroit's got a good offensive line, so it's not just about this, just this last game, right? Like all season, if you look at all four games, I mean, where is Preston Smith been? Where's Enigbari been when it comes to pressuring the quarterback, right? Like I said, Enigbari, I know has been close a few times, and I do think Preston's a physical presence who does a really good job, kind of specifically what you're talking about. I think he does set a good edge, and I think he does do a good job with contain. The problem is, is he's not getting to the quarterback. Like, he, he's not sniffing the quarterback for the most part, you know? And then you've got Hollins. You've got Van Ness. Uh, they're not doing much of anything. You know, Van Ness is kind, kind of making his presence felt at times. But he's still kind of running around like a chicken with his head off. Like, they need more from everyone not named Rashawn Gary in their edge group. I'm just better flat-out play across the board. And that should be a position of strength for this team. And right now It really should be. It really should be. 100%. All right, let's take a quick look at this matchup on Monday night, Corey. I know you love DVOA. I know you're a big, big fan of that stat. The Raiders are 32nd in overall offensive DVOA and 32nd in rushing offense DVOA. I don't know if you know this, Corey, but there are only 32 teams in the NFL. Hmm. That means the Raiders suck on offense. They are so bad. They are hard to watch. Now, this is with one game, obviously, with a backup quarterback in there because Garoppolo was dealing with the concussion and blah, blah, blah. I understand all that. But it's not like it was just this past game that they've stunk out loud on offense. They have been bad all year. So if there's ever, like I said before, if there's ever a moment for this defense to quote unquote, get right. It should be in this game against McDaniels in this pathetic group. But you know, you say that I and mean, the, the one <laughs> shining beacon that you is are not pathetic. talking
1: about the green Bay Packers defense here.
0: I well, I that's, a that's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But you know, the one, the one shining beacon in, in, vegas and with the raiders is Devonte adams Devonte you know, adams is a problem no matter who is throwing him the ball we knew that yeah. in green bay he got his last week even with a backup in there like it doesn't matter Devonte adams is a problem this is why i need jair out there like i need that battle like i need well and, and and the raiders game plan for adams way better than we ever did
1: right it's like they know he's all they got so they they load him up <laughs> <laughs> I don't know,
0: sir. I mean, there was that last year when he was in Green Bay, and Rodgers said he was like the first read on eighty percent of the plays. So it's not like they ignored. Devante, mm, we but still, we I feel you. We, we don't really understand how. We don't <laughs> not, know. not even enough. I don't.
1: Uh, I, I, finally, I, I, yeah.
0: wait, Corey. Do you realize the Packers are favorites in this game? Even after the horrific what? showing Thursday night at home mm. on FanDuel and other sports books, the Packers are favored by a point and a half. Raiders getting three for playing at home. Still, Packers are favored a point and a half. I mean, do you think that's just how bad the Raiders are? Or is the Packers' brand that strong that Vegas is just like, you know, give, give them a point and a half? I think
1: it's Jordan loves play, and I think it's the Raiders are that bad.
0: I think that's a good combo. Uh, I, I why I yeah I think, yeah, I think that like... I
1: don't think people are bought in on Jordan Love but anybody who says Jordan Love is not a good up and coming quarterback is out of their mind, yeah, right? They're just not watching football, right? So they it's don't like, yeah, I he agree. could use a little bit more accuracy. Yeah, could, But it's like he's already proven he can throw every type of throw out there. He's already proven he can mm-hmm. copy one of the greatest fake uh, artists, uh, QB <laughs> fake artists of right. all time, literally is a clone of him, and that guy was the best to mm-hmm. do it. I mean, he's better than Brett. I mean, Rodgers is, I don't know who's better, Tom Brady at fakes? Maybe mm-hmm. Brady, maybe. But like Rogers' estates were always like some of the best in the NFL and and clearly Jordan has that. You know, my my other thing is I wonder why why are the Packers so afraid to run Jordan Love? I feel like I feel like it's almost like we don't know. Well, have they did it down at the goal line in the two run. point
0: conversion last week in an yeah. option play. Don't get me right. started. Man, don't get me started. But it feels like with the move. They need to get him on yeah, the move a little well, bit. Well not more, just right? you
1: you made a point about yeah. getting him on the move on bootlegs, but like the kid right. has legs, so why not in, you know, short down situations, now that we had a lot of those, but why not in, you know, third and a little bit longer sevens and eights, you know, maybe get them out there right. and get a first right. down when they're you know, yeah, instead you. of running a screen or, that's the other thing, like the way that the Detroit Lions were loading up and blitzing us and, and they didn't have to send all, they were sending four most of the time, but the fact that yep. we didn't really run a screen, is it just our lack of of experience running screens is like we don't really run delays no, in screens no, no, lately. No. It's like all of a sudden it's like oh my god pressure. It's like to me that is the mm-hmm. that is the equivalent of high experience offensive teams where it's like oh you're gonna blitz me oh you're gonna pass rush me okay I'm not gonna drop back I'm gonna throw a screen I'm gonna th- I'm gonna run my quarterback out because you don't have I mean, to yeah, because you're a little too eager. It's hard like, though.
0: It's know. hard though. It's hard when you're rushing four. Like screens are great against teams that do like to send pressure or numbers to one side. But when they're rushing four, the problem is is everyone yeah. behind them has eyes on the ball. You know what I mean. So yep. even if you invite the rush, so to speak, what like you do on a classic screen, there's still like you know eight dudes back there going, oh, oh, I see it, and then they run to the ball carrier. You know. Yeah. But I I, I don't disagree though. Like middle screens, what have you, tight end. We've seen Matt try to do some of that, right? And that's most likely why. Like if you got a team that does have a dominant front, you got to keep them off balance a little bit. That's what I think. To your point, I think that makes a lot of sense as far as using every trick in the book, the delays, things like that. Like man, stop dropping back and having empty five wide, etc., like down after down, man. That's to me that's that's just that's asking for trouble. Just asking for trouble. But you know who never asked for trouble cuz you know, he doesn't he doesn't even believe in it. Is uh Deion Sanders because it's time for the Deion Sanders quote of the week. Wow, that was a that was a that was a you like that? It was transition. pretty good. No, I, it was, I pretty thought good. It was terrible. If actually, you can't yeah. see what's coming with CU football, you've lost your mind. You're just a flat out hater. If you can't see what's going on and what's going to transpire, something's wrong with you. That's a great quote. I mean, I love him. I love him. I love machine. him.
1: That that was the Royce Newman of transitions,
0: though. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's pretty good. That's uh, that's a pretty apt, uh, pretty apt <laughs> description of that transition. <laughs> you know, but uh, you, know, you can you, you, you could help out that. with a transition every once in a while. I know. Bank-y. Well, the but, funny
1: yeah. thing, I, I, I what are you talking about? I literally transitioned us into two areas this the, uh, so far this this episode. You two actually, whole areas,
0: amazing. Oh, I got us. I, I can't believe I,
1: it. I. Well, I mean that's two more than I normally do, so that's progress. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's Something. Very true. God, take the win, oh. Stangler. Take
1: a W for once in your life. Jesus Christ.
0: Big W. Big W. All right, let's kick it. Hey.
1: It's time. This week is the Packers
0: That's right, it's This Week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey, you know, sometimes there's lots of stuff to talk about from around the blogosphere, and sometimes we're the ones highlighting it because we are the story of the Green Bay Packers blogosphere. As happens to be the case this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm so excited to let you all know that the Cheesehead TV app is fully updated and ready to go. And I know some of you are out there going, she said TV has an app. Yes, <laughs> we do. Thank you very much. My and here's what's cool about It's like not only do you get our stuff, you get stuff from around the beat, from around the Packers blogosphere, content creator kind of jungle out there. We've got it all for you in one place. Let's roll this.
1: If you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers, you should already be carrying the G in the palm of your hand with the Cheesehead TV mobile app. That brings you all the latest content from Cheesehead TV, including the team schedule. You can actually buy tickets directly through our app and our trusted partner ticket kit. Swipe over to the Packer World tab and check out the rest of the Packers blogosphere. This is your one-stop shop for all Green Bay Packers fan content. Download and sign up today.
0: I love how Tyler has a different voice for every like he entity it's he like starts a... <laughs> like producing content for us. Like if it's like the radio ad, it's like try carry the G. And then it's like the app is like, Hey guys, like well, guess what? There's a great app out. You should try it. Oh, God, true. it. So good. But yeah, download the app. It's good shit. Every Packers fan should have it. And every Packers fan should try. It's free. Carry the G. It's oh. Free, free app, baby. What's better than free, free app? Not
1: not free beer, but free app. Free Everybody app. download it. Just do it. Just download Grounded. it. You know, Matt You'll Lafleur like it. has
0: it. You'll Matt like LaFleur it. Has it. You'll Matt it. You know it
1: what's nice phone? is. What I like about it, it's the quickest way when I put it on my homepage, like I put it on my like main phone homepage, like you can see it in yellow there. And what I love about it is anytime, I'm always forgetting the schedule. So it's like literally one click into the app Mm -hmm. and one click on schedule right away. And then I can just see everything right now I can see. And then like, what's awesome is like the lions, if I want to be reminded, it's got like, we got the scoreboard. We got I mean, it's just, it's nice, you know? It's clean. It's nice. If you cool want to see like, our videos, everything's kind of like clean and there for you.
0: And that's all it does. Right. It's not trying to like do a whole bunch of other stuff. No. And what's cool about it. Like you just showed the page with the lions page. Yeah. You got the score. You got the update, but you also have all of the content that we've created around that, that game. game. Like yeah, for that yeah, game, yeah. if you scroll down, you've got every P every article, every video, everything that is created for that specific game about that game is all there so if you're like oh why like what did they write about this or who who talked about that blah blah blah. it's all right there it's all in the app it's amazing it's amazing and what's cool if you're out there and let's say you've got a packers blog or you do something on youtube or whatever and you want to be included in packer world i'm not promising we're going to put you on there but write to us at contact at cheeseheadtv.com. and if we check it out and we like it we'll put you on there because look we want packers fans to have all the best content available to them and we've got tons of stuff and everything in that app links to the page in question in other words if you're reading daily and express it links right to paul's stuff like we it's doesn't it's not aggregated through cheesehead tv it goes to their website so we just want packers fans to get all their best stuff all the best content around it's dope that app is dope man i can't believe it that we did that Um, you ready? You uh, you ready for some uh, chats? Some super yeah, chats, ready. as it were?
1: Luke Carnes, yeah. love having you guys here every week. I love this young team. Future is bright. Carry the G. Thanks for the super well, chat, positive. Luke. Appreciate nice, Luke. it. It's very positive. Ryan Miller, when do the Packers have availability for people to become a shareholder, or like, when is it usually available? Dying to become an owner. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, they do it every few years. They just did it recently for the scoreboards. So typically when they, then they're then they trying to raise money for something that the NFL or some kind of capex thing, meaning like capital expenditure uh, that they need, then they'll try to raise money. Or a lot of times after a Super Bowl when there's a lot of interest. Um, like after the last Super Bowl, I think they raised a lot of money that went towards Town eventually. Um, so they just did one. So I would imagine they're not going to
0: do one for like two or three years, I would say, maybe five. Oh, probably longer, yeah. I mean, here's the thing is like traditionally over the last 20, 30 years or whatever, they've done it after, to your point, a Super Bowl victory. And you kind of think they were holding out hope for 2020 and then they lost the NFC Championship game and they were like, okay, we're doing it now. Like they, they well, they did have the scoreboard, so trappers. they had a they had a
1: reason, right? And and, yeah, and to 100%. be fair, and I haven't seen the whole entire tour, but when you really look at what the Packers have done, a lot of people don't really understand uh, the construction that has gone on there in the last year and a half, eighteen months, especially. Right. Pro personnel is now in an entirely like behind me uh, in this. This building uh the here pro personnel used to take up space there. They do not anymore. So they have their own uh facility, uh this way um that is completely renovated that i that i like to talk about is like actually has more basement floors than it does uh it's like a three or four story building but i believe it's like eight floors below maybe even ten so that's incredible and then the scoreboards and then they also updated their broadcast facilities which a lot of people don't know about when they updated the scoreboards so they updated to a lot of things so um yeah i don't see that happening until yeah i don't see it happening yeah i think you're it's gonna right. be like a while six, it's gonna be years. a while mimsy thanks super chat time for the weekly hudson wisconsin ctg update okay mimsy we've got good news we have good news and bad news what do you want first okay first <laughs> the good news the good news is after being told that last wednesday northwest wisconsin was getting a truck load of carry the g we have now found out that as of yesterday uh northwest in western wisconsin was actually getting the truck so we are delayed again um Not 100% sure on Hudson specifically, but we are starting to get trickle-ins from uh, Western and Northwest Wisconsin, which is very, very exciting to this channel, and uh, it's coming, Hudson. I I would hope we could have it in a store in Hudson by the end of the week. Um, That would be my bet, Um, but again, it's Tuesday, and um, you know been burned before we'll but we're trying we're trying <laughs> been burned we're, we're, before trust me we're we're pushing it we're, we're trying to get for it everywhere it, uh two two very good developments happened today i had some people touring uh, livex and and hopefully i can utilize the connections i made today to leverage us into two very important locations that i'm not going to reveal both of those locations are in green bay wisconsin and if i'm able to do that that's going to set us on a path for uh for an even bigger launch so uh Cross your fingers, people. Cross your fingers. Nick G, thanks for Super Chat. I'm a travel nurse from New York and just signed a contract to work in Appleton. Looking forward to Packers football, the holiday season around Lambeau, and a steady supply of carried the G. Pumped. Go Pack Go. There you go. Nick, congratulations. Nice work. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. I hear traveling nurses, as they should, right? I'm not hating, but I hear hear they make some – Solid dollar. So, uh, Nick, I'm looking forward to seeing some cases from you on uh, on uh, social media there. Couple two-tree. Couple two-tree two at least, couple you know? Couple
0: two-tree at least.
1: Joe Mailman. Thanks, Super Chat. If Newman starts, have Packers abandoned the idea of playing the best five for some
0: other idea? <laughs> oh, that's that's a fair question. That is not it even trolling. That it's is funny a fair too, question. It's funny, too, though. Yeah. Yes, it is.
1: It's as funny as it is fair. Uh, uncultured Barbarian, thanks for Super Chat. Today on Banky on the Beat, Corey takes Bill Michaels to task for decades of bad takes. As a bonus, Banky will mix a drink while doing it. Old Bill Michaels there on LinkedIn. He's the only guy I know putting his show on LinkedIn. I was trying to see how many people are actually watching it on LinkedIn, and I love how, like, when you watch his show, and now this is going to sound like I'm trolling Bill Michaels. I mean, he's just, he's intolerable, but uh, here's, yeah, I'm I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Bill because then I'll fine. Be on. I don't want to be intolerable, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back from my I'm gonna restrain from my restraint my lack of restraint. I'm yeah, gonna restrain my lack of restraint. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't even know myself. Con Krug, thanks for super chat. Run defense? Question mark. More like run from their offense. Uh,
0: Con, come on. Ugh, oh, Con, killing me. Unculture barbarian, killing me. To
1: super chat. On a bonus brandy and the barbarian, we debate on which of a, one of us is more blasé on Joe Barry and whether or not a ham sandwich would outcoach him. I mean, can I? Does a ham sandwich call press? I guess. I guess you could have some. I guess you could have a ham sandwich with a with a press. I don't know. Does he even? Does? Yeah, I don't know. I I there's not there's like so little you can defend about Joe Barry at this point. It's almost At this impossible. Point. I mean, like what it's can like, you hang it's your hat on? plus
0: years of this. Like, exactly. Like nothing is a surprise. I talked about it all summer. Like there, well, I, there's no, what's the definition of insanity? Like Matt got so, you know, prickly after that game. And like, look, I get it, man, but you brought him back. What did you expect? What did you think was going to happen? It's not like some drastic change has happened to the scheme. Or the coach, you're still running the same shit. So yeah, the same shit's gonna happen. I don't know, man. Frustrating. Just frustrating.
1: Justin, thanks for super chat. There's a part of me that will be sad seeing Devontae get locked up by Jair all Monday, all night Monday, but on Packers over anyone, he chose carr over twelve ten. Thanks, Justin, for the super chat. Yeah, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna put up a hundred burger for sure. I think he's gonna put up hundred at least.
0: I don't know. Even with Jair on him. Even with Jair on him, there's just no way. Like Devontae's gonna get his. Devontae's gonna get his. But you know, he didn't choose I mean carr was a nice bonus, but he chose getting paid and playing closer to home. It's just that simple. He He could have got paid here. He could have got paid. Yeah. No, I know. But he wanted to be closer to home. It's not difficult. Not hard.
1: I guess. I mean, I I hear that argument, but I also like football's a short game. Like, what's another two or three mm-hmm. years? Like, I get it. I get it. I'm not begrudging his thing, but, like, fuck you. that guy. Like, at the end of the day, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, seriously. No, I love Like, him. I know. No. I love no, him. I don't. No, no. 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 No, he's not even no, going to go in the Packers you. Hall of Fame. You
0: don't. Real. You being don't. Real. Yes, of course he's, he's going to the Packers Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. No. You don't love him. I love no. him. I love Devontae. No. No. that's where we differ that's fine
1: i don't agree with you on many fine. things and that's just one of a million of other many. things but fuck that guy fuck that guy it's we just like mama says really there you go. we both agree fuck that guy so there you go uncultured barbarian thanks for the super chat it's just like mama says it be that way that sometimes exactly exactly <laughs> my point exactly my point con crew <laughs> thanks super chat now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational mobile app, Emperor Nagler. Yeah,
0: but That's doesn't, one, like, like, the it. Death Star just get blown up right after that? So, maybe not. I think the mobile app is much so, more powerful than, than the Death Star.
1: The the mobile app has already lasted longer than the Death Star. The De- Both Death Stars. Both of them. So,
0: yeah. 100%. Oh, it has?
1: Both Death Stars were built in, like, less than nine years? Really? I thought it yeah. took the first oh, Death Star, like, decades to get built, but I don't know, who knows? Who knows? Well, from the planning the
0: to implementation, but no.
1: I mean no. you know, the Ahsoka didn't even exist until after like the seventh movie, so it's <laughs> uh, just making shit up all the time.
0: Hey, I can't know. wait. I can't
1: wait. Season finale tonight. I'm very excited. Yeah, I know you'll be up at the four in the morning. I I, I have to say no, it's 9 it's, PM. It's fine. It's been okay. It's been okay. I just think, I think largely the whole TV series in general, it just feels like they're trying to punch up to a movie. You know what I mean? Like Mandalorian, I feel like did probably the best job of all of them of like not punching, not trying to punch up too much. So then when they try to punch up, it just feels like, it just feels, I don't know. It's like, it's not a movie. It's an episodic. And I I don't know. I just think, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Disney Star Wars, I feel like, is going downhill. That's my, you know... If you take Rogue One and uh, what's what's the Rogue series, the one with what's his name, that was really good. Was Andor, really good. Andor is the best. Thing Andor, of Star Wars. dude, That's Andor general. is the best of the episodics, hundred percent. But again, they didn't try to make it all like, hey, we're shoot. It's like as soon as you have to have starships shooting each other and and get into space, you've lost. You just lost. You're in a you're in a Disney Plus environment, bro. You're not in a You're not in a motion picture environment, so you you just lost the – and Andor, like, I feel like did a good job of that. Andor was so good. Andor was so good. Yeah, anyway, I digress. Um, Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Oh, I thought I missed one. What do you mean? I'm imp- Okay, I'm sorry I'm not Aaron Nagler and I can't recite the Empire Strikes Back from the beginning to the end. But before I met Aaron Nagler, I knew a lot about Star Wars and I had just as much pe- memorabilia. I have the, still have the original record in plastic. I still have uh, four of the go. Darth Vader helmet, plastic helmets that hold the figurines. I have the C-3PO one that holds the figurines. I had a Y fighter. I had an X fi- X-Wing fighter. I did not have the Death Star because only Rich Kids had the fucking Death Star. Only Rich Kids had the Millennium Falcon, so I didn't have that. I had the cheap version you get at a garage sale like seven years later that I was just happy to have that was all broken <laughs> and shit. And I'm gonna tell you right now, my figurine collection <laughs> of Star Wars memorabilia is right up there, bro. It is right, right up there. I can I nerd them the best of them.
0: L- little doubt. Little doubt. Sean Gallagher, I will say that's a super cheap. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I have to yeah. chime in here a little bit. Like, okay, but. first of all, your your observation that only the rich kids had the death star is spot on because my friend Brian had it and I did not. And I was so jealous and I had everything else, Uh, but I had a millennium Falcon that I literally threw out of my bedroom window when I was like eight, nine years old because I wanted it to quote, because in the story that was going on in my head, it was quote going into light speed. So I threw it out the window and it like (laughs) fell and broke and like all that stuff. So I asked for another one for Christmas and I didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it. But I finally got one, like, when I was, like, 12 or something. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, I'm a little old for this now. But I still loved it and played with it every day. Love me my Millennium Falcon. Do you know how many Stormtroopers? Like Millennium, Millennium Falcon is you know, almost, a, like, a character in the film. It's almost that. It really little, is. It's like, do you know how, how many awesome Stormtroopers
1: I, I blew up with firecrackers in, <laughs> like, Bro, I'm talking about hundreds, okay? And I tried to do time-lapse awesome. with them. Like, yeah, oh, I've blown up so many Star Wars figurines. Also, That's my great. other thing that was fun, but it's mo- it's more fun to do with G.I. Joes than it is to do with uh, Star Wars figurines, Star Wars is figures, the best right? thing is to take them apart. There's one screw on the back of the G.I. Joe figures, and so if you unscrew them, you can Remember actually that? get all the body parts, and then you can make all these Frankenstein <laughs> body parts of people. So I'd have, like, Storm Shadow and one of the other guys, the Ninja guy, I think that's Storm Shadow. I have the the what the white the white uniform Storm uh, Ninja right, guy, right, and then right. the, I know who you're the about. other guy, and they would be the baddest like assassin. Was it Snake like,
0: Eyes? Yeah. Was his name Snake, Snake Eyes, Eyes? Snake Eyes, or Snake, or like Snake Eyes, yeah. Was, Storm Shadow right. and Snake yeah. Eyes
1: hybrid. That was the best character I ever invented. <laughs> and once you could like make hybrid characters, it was so much fun. It was so sweet. I, Star Wars, I wish you could do that, but yeah. Uh, here we go Sean Gallagher at least Matt LaFleur's tone after press conferences suggests he knows the issues that need to be fixed I hope he carries through with what he says I mean he was I love watching his press conferences I feel like there's a lot to be learned from his press conferences I have always felt that way about all coach press conferences because it's the one kind of inside baseball thing that I personally enjoy Um, and yeah I mean he he was definitely the most pissed he's ever been in a press
0: conference for sure For good reason he knows dan campbell and the lions at the moment just at the moment completely own him and his team so yeah i'd be pissed too probably spent all week thinking about how we were finally going to get one over on the lions and then the lions came in and kicked their ass so yeah i'd be mad too but to the point that sean's making man i don't know i've heard matt lafleur point out really obvious things that need to change and or get fixed on his team that then do not get fixed and or changed for the last couple years. So I don't know. We'll see, man. I hope so. I, I really hope there's some significant change and significant doesn't mean drastic, but there's gotta be at some point and to his own words, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If you keep playing the same stuff, same play style week in and week out, I don't know why you expect anything different to happen. And that's on Matt. That's a Joe Barry is a, a popular whipping boy, and I get it. But it's on Matt to make those changes, to force those changes on the defensive coordinator who not only did he handpick but doubled down on this offseason when he had plenty of brilliant options to come in and play, utilize as defensive coordinator on his team. He bypassed all of them and said, nah, Joe's my guy. Well, Joe's your guy and Joe's side of the ball is still doing the same shit they were doing last year. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Mac Mayhem, thanks for the super chat. What
1: are the odds that Barry lets Tay and Jacobs get 150 yards each on Monday? Go petco. Go.
0: I think high. High. <sighs> Never high. tell me the odds. Odds. Are- yeah. There's, odds a dec- there's a decent chance.
1: Are high we we'll still win, though. Mimsy, thanks for the super chat. Joe Barry is extorting Matt LaFleur. Only explanation. <laughs> oh,
0: man. You joke, but who knows, man? Who knows? That's
1: all we got. That it? Thanks, everybody, for That's the super up. chats. Appreciate it. We got them all. We
0: got them all. I'll, I was Appreciate all excited you. we were going to end early, but then we
1: started to talk about Star Wars, so there you go. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah,
0: well. You know, we got to show our appreciation for all the super chats and appreciation for the Patreon members, not only for just all their support throughout the last few years, but who show up in droves now for happy hour. You weren't there last week, Banky. Man, happy hour is a hot, hot hopping in time now. My goodness. We had two pages of people. Happy hour last week. And tomorrow night is the next happy hour. If you want to support Cheesehead TV, want to hang out with Packers fans worldwide, hop on board Patreon. It's a lot of fun and it supports everything we do with the brand, as well as carry the G-Club members here on YouTube. You guys make game day a hell of a lot of fun here on the YouTube channel. Cannot thank you enough for the support. Corey, you got anything else before we head out? No, let's get ready
1: for the weekend, have some nice rest, and then uh, watch the Packers beat the Raiders to be 3-2 and two and chase the Lions for control of the North. Here we go.
0: There we go. There we go. That'll do it. For this episode of Packer Transplants, we'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans
1: worldwide. I think it's a fluid situation, and we're, we're, I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, We're going to take it one day at a time, and and just, it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.